One of the most important points about getting your prayers answered is this. It's in James chapter 5, verse 16. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effectual, fervent prayer. Who can pray more fervently than you about yourself? You're the one that it affects the most. If you're trying to get on the prayer list of various ministers, you should know this. You should understand that the one who cares the most about you is you. You're the one who can pray fervently about yourself. No one else can pray as fervently about you as you can. Effectual simply means praying according to the will of God for yourself. That's another problem with sending prayer requests to different ministries. They don't know the will of God concerning you. How could they pray for you? Mostly when they put, send us your prayer request, they're wanting your money. It's a fundraising plan. Because when you pray, you will, when you request something from a minister, when you ask for prayer for yourself from a minister, usually you will put a little money into the envelope. And that's what they're after. So those two points are very important. You need to pray. You're the one who knows the problem better than anybody else. You are the one who knows what it is you're wanting. And you are the one who can find out the will of God for yourself. One time I was speaking to a small church group in uh, San Angelo, Texas. The pastor called for people to come forward for prayer if they wanted prayer. And a long line formed, and pastor asked me to pray for them. So I went down to each person, and I got to one woman, and I said, And what is it you want for God to do for you? And she says, All us just wants more of the Lord. I looked at her, and I said, Now God will tell me what you are doing. She was very still for just a second. And then she jumped up and down and put her hands in the air and said, Oh, no, Lord, don't tell her. Well, that basically broke up the meeting. Everybody just roared with laughter. It was a relatively small church group, and everybody knew each other. She wasn't fooling anybody. You have to be totally honest with God concerning yourself. Pour your heart out before God if you're troubled. You do it. Just this morning, I awoke with some fear. We've had a very large expense getting a property ready to sell. I'm 82 years old. What if I have to go to the assisted living home? How will I pay for it? I would have enough money to pay for a few months, but what 
what if something happens to me? What if I can't walk? If I can't walk, I can't live where I am living now. I would have to have help. Fears like that. I was terrified for a moment. And then I just stopped and I said, God, please forgive me. Help me to keep in a condition where I can walk so I won't have to go to assisted living. And I heard a scripture, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He will provide for me. So I settled down. But we all have fears that come to us. Prayer is one of the answers for fears. After we pray, if we need to do something, he'll show us, God will show us. Mostly those fears are from devils that want to torment us. God is the antidote. God is the answer for those fears. Stop and turn to God. I know we panic at first. After you panic, turn to God in prayer. Get him to settle you. Sometimes he'll give you a scripture to bring you back to a calm position. Other times he'll remind you of a dream. I had a terrifying dream last night. In this dream, I opened my front door and kittens were everywhere. Starving kittens. And they were on the left side of the door, the right side of the door. I thought, if I, if I feed these kittens, they'll stay here. So what am I going to do? I can't afford, well, I can't, I'm physically unable to take care of all these kittens. I went in my garage and there were kittens in my garage. Young kittens, starving kittens. They were all white except for one. One was yellow and white. Most of them were, the rest of them were all white. This morning when I was having coffee, I was thinking about that dream and I prayed. I said, God, what does that dream mean? I mean, how can I deal with this? And I thought of young Christians. These kittens, God was showing me young Christians who need the word of God, which I'm able to supply to them. I realized immediately to make this recording concerning prayer. You need this as much as you need anything else. Praying an effective, fervent prayer. Let's look at Second John verses 14 and 15. I'm sorry, it is 1 John chapter 5. See, when I make these recordings, I make them by the Spirit of God. I hear the Scripture, but I don't sometimes hear the exact place where the Scripture is. So I know that I'm speaking according to the will of God because in my mind, as I'm talking to you, comes the Scripture. Well, this Scripture is in... 1 John chapter 5. The primary way to get your prayers answered is by praying according to the will of God for you. 
1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, according to the will of God, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So to pray effectively, each of us have to first know what is the will of God for me in this matter. On December 6, 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. I was four and a half hours crawling on the floor to get to the telephone, and it was the middle of the night. I did get to the telephone, and I, it fell off the table. I never could get the receiver, but a Kindle tablet was on the floor underneath the table. I managed to get it into my hand. I sent an email to our church group and said, Help, fallen, send ambulance. One of our church members is in Colorado Springs, and I was in Texas at that time. She got on the phone and called the police department in Lubbock, Texas, and told them what had happened and asked them to send an ambulance. I heard the door, someone at the front door, and I knew the ambulance people were there so I could relax. As I was crawling down the hallway, the thought came into my mind, you can do this. I really thought I couldn't get to the phone and that I would die there on the floor. But I heard from the Holy Spirit, you can do this. That gave me the strength to keep crawling, which I could only crawl about a quarter of an inch at a time. I had a broken hip and broken wrist. I could only crawl about a quarter of an inch at a time. It was 2.30 in the morning when I fell. It was about 7.30 before I managed to get that email off to our church group. The ambulance workers arrived and got me on the gurney. As we were passing the front door of that house, of my house, I clearly heard these words in the form of a thought, and I knew they were from the Holy Spirit. You'll never see this house again. That's what, you'll never see this house again. I spent the next, well, I had surgery, and then spent the next two and a half months in a rehabilitation hospital in Lubbock, Texas. I knew I would not be able to live alone, and one of our church members from Colorado Springs took me into her house. She even came down to Lubbock four times to help me at the hospital. She picked up my cat and my old car, drove back to Colorado Springs, and took my cat to Colorado Springs. She came 
at the moment I was released from the hospital, she came the day before, and we flew back to Colorado Springs. We flew back to Denver and drove to Colorado Springs. We put the house in Texas up for sale. It didn't sell. It just sat there. And often I prayed for the house to sell. It didn't sell. One year passed and that house still had not sold. Was I praying according to the will of God? Well, I certainly believe I was. Because what did I hear when I was being rolled past the front door? What I heard was, you'll never see this house again. What do I need with a house 450 miles away that I'll never see again? I believed, based on that, that the house was supposed to sell. That is the thing that gives us the strength to pray. We believe it is the will of God for us. As a new Christian, I wanted something that was not the will of God for me. I prayed, the prayer group prayed, the church prayed, everybody prayed that I knew for me to get this. And I did not get it because it was not the will of God. And it took me a long time, years, before I gave up and said, Thy will be done. I wanted to marry. But that was not the will of God for me. I had a call of God on my life to do a work that I had to stay free in order to do. It was just not the will of God for me. I suspected all along that it wasn't the will of God for me, but I wanted it so much. Finally, I gave up. I said, God, I don't believe this is your will for me. And and really, he had told me that. One time, um, I was dating a man, and I owned a business at the time, and I was at my business, and I had plate glass windows in front. And I saw him coming down the sidewalk, and I clearly heard from the Holy Spirit these following words. I heard, you can have all the money you want, but you're not going to have this, meaning Bob. At least that's what I thought it meant. I would not be marrying Bob. But what God was really telling me is, you will not be marrying. Well, that's a bitter pill to take when you want to marry. It took about 10 years for me to accept this. And finally, I just said, all right, I give up. You do with me whatever you want to do with me. And he did. And it's wonderful. My life is wonderful. I'm currently 82 years old, making recordings for the church, writing books on Amazon. I've got a bunch of books on Amazon. If you want to see any of those, just go to um, Amazon and look for Joan Boney, J-O-A-N-B-O-N-E-Y. 
Most of the books are for ministry. So I write books on Amazon. I record podcasts. I used to record radio. I record podcasts. And every one of the things that I have done in the ministry are because God showed me to do them. None of them were my own ideas. In 1980, January 10th, 1980, I was asleep in the night. A very loud trumpet-like voice blew three words into my ear, and I jumped out of bed. And the words were, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I quickly wrote KWJS on a piece of paper sitting beside my bed. I did not want to get those letters mixed up. I knew they had to be call letters to either radio or television. I didn't know which, but I looked it up that morning and found it was a radio station. I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And I said to God, I'm a writer, not a speaker. It's a little bit like Moses when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and Moses said, how can I go to Pharaoh? See, I wouldn't know how to do that. Well, God's going to show you how to do it when he talks to you. For, for And just instantly I had these words brought to my mind when I said I wouldn't know how to do that. Instantly brought to my mind were these instructions, call the radio station manager. That same morning, I called the radio station and asked to speak to the manager. He came on the phone. I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make a recording tape, an audition tape, 29 and a half minutes long, send it to us. If you fit our broadcast, we will offer you a contract. So I made an audition tape that same morning. I had a little cassette tape recorder. I recorded a 29 and a half minute message, sent it to him. They offered me a contract immediately, and I was broadcasting on KWJS within five days. One woman in Fort Worth was listening to that broadcast and her name was Lily and she had been praying for God to put on the radio a person of faith, of real faith, to fill a 30-minute time slot that someone had vacated. She always listened at noontime. The time they gave me was noontime. So Lily turned on her radio to hear the noon, the hour broadcast that she always listened to. And this woman began speaking. And she said, oh no, God, not a woman. And she got up to turn her radio off. But before she could get to the radio, she was interested in the message. And she became one of my biggest fans.
God shows us what he wants us to do. We pray according to the will of God. Our prayer will be answered. If you are a mother and you're having trouble with your children and you ask God for wisdom, don't you think you're praying according to the will of God? You don't know what to do with that child. You've tried things and nothing worked. James chapter 1 verse 5. Here's a promise of God to the church. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. I have a friend in Colorado Springs who was working at a bank as a secretary. And she liked it the first couple of years, but then she grew bored about it. And she said to God, please help me find a job that I like. Someone had given the bank a couple of computers. This was back in 85. And they had, one box had been opened, but neither one of the computers had been taken out of the box. She worked for the lawyer at the bank as a secretary. He asked her if she would see if she could learn to use one of those computers. She asked him if it would be all right if she enrolled in a computer class at the junior college in Colorado Springs or at the college in Colorado Springs, and he said it would. So together they looked for a class to enroll in, and they found one called Basics. So she enrolled in the class. Well, it was code writing, basic code writing for a computer. It wasn't how to use the computer at all. It was basic code writing. The teacher started talking, and Pam said she knew instantly this was what she wanted to do in life, is write code on computers. And she was driving home from that first class, and she said, this is it. This is it, God. This is what I want to do. So she took the basic class on code writing. She applied for a job. She got a job in a small software uh, business. They had a financial problem, and she only had the job for a short time. But she loved it. She loved writing code. But then a job came open at FedEx, Basically, she was not qualified for the job, but she applied for the job. She took a course on how to do a resume. She applied for the job. She, they called her for an interview. She went to the interview. She answered the questions wrong, and she got the job in code writing. See, that's how what God does. One step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. I heard those year, years ago that word. I heard a word from God, and that was it. One step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough.
but take that step. She spent the next 20 years writing code at FedEx and retired from FedEx. She's the one who does all my technical work today, and I live in her home. I have a room in her home. She took me in after my fall and took my cat in, too. And I have a room in her home. Pam prays over things. I've seen her for years do this. When she would have, I'd give her a book to put out on Amazon. When there was a problem, she prayed. She depended on God to show her how to do the work. And I'd seen that pattern, so I was not afraid to come to her house. And it's worked wonderfully because we both pray. Not at the same time. I've never prayed at the same time with Pam over anything. It's just that the problem arises and both of us pray and God brings us together in unity of the Spirit on the subject. There will be times that Pam will say something and I will think, well, I don't want to do that. I don't think that's the thing to do. And God turns my mind. He changes me. He changes my heart. And the next thing you know, I'm saying, yes, we can publish that book in black and white. That's okay. Let's do it. Color costs so much more. But we can publish it in black and white. Let's do it. God changes my heart. More than once this has happened. She's had an idea and I've had an idea, and they aren't the same idea for the same publication. And God changes my heart to bring me to his will. After I pray, thy will be done. Show me what is right. Sometimes you kind of get in a fuss with somebody and you think, well, they're wrong, and you start kind of striving with them. There's a wonderful prayer of David. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And you will feel peace when you pray that. That is Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me, in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51, 10. You might be riding down the highway as you're listening to this, and if you are, you wouldn't be able to copy these scriptures down to look at them, but we have put them in our blog. So if you go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, be sure and put that word exhortation after Jesus Ministries because there are several ministries in the United States named Jesus Ministries. To find our blog, you have to go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right-hand side of the homepage, you will see podcast recordings and scriptures. You can hear this broadcast again by tapping on the link on the right-hand side of our page. And underneath the recording area are scriptures of this broadcast. As soon as I turn this recorder off, I will listen to this recording 
and write down each scripture in sequence for you. So you can hear me speak the scripture and you can read the exact words of the scripture at the same time I'm speaking. This is a very strong power of God. This can really help you. Don't give up on prayer. Sometimes I've had prayer answered immediately. Other times it has taken years before that prayer has been answered. And I have prayed it over and over and over for years. In one example, I built a house in Clovis, New Mexico, United States. My dad had died and I went to sort of help my mother during the end of her lifetime. I built this house where we were both going to live and did live. But unknown to me, the plan for the house would not fit on the lot. I bought a small lot. And without talking to me, the contractor changed the size of the rooms. Therefore, we had a very small kitchen. And every time we would go in the kitchen at the same time, we'd bump into each other and aggravate each other. I prayed over it. God, what can I do about this kitchen? It's too small. Well, God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. We can't do major reconstruction. We can't do something that is financially unsound. God's plans are usually very simple. There's a simple way to deal with it. So I'm asking God for wisdom. What can I do about this? Every time I went in the kitchen and it troubled me, I prayed again. I'd say, please show me what to do about this kitchen. It was about four years, but I prayed it every time it troubled me. I prayed until the answer came, and the answer did come. One day, I went in that kitchen, and it was just like a light went on in my head, and I had the answer from God. There was a fairly large-sized pantry in that kitchen. I could move the pantry to the attached garage move the refrigerator to the pantry area because the refrigerator was the bottleneck. We were always trying to get in the refrigerator and it was in the, in the center of the walkway path in the kitchen. So I moved the refrigerator to the pantry, put the pantry in the garage. It probably cost $500 to do the pantry in the garage maybe another hundred to get the refrigerator moved. My mother and I had the money to pay for the work without any stress whatsoever. That's always an important key to the plan of God. They added five feet of, of cabinet space after they moved the refrigerator, and they even put a little small walk-in uh, island on rollers there, which had cabinet space. It completely solved the problem. God has the answer. 
Another real reason for you to pray to God rather than asking the opinion of everybody, God knows the future. You can ask your mate, you can ask your neighbors what they think about what you should do, you can ask your pastor, every one of them might be wrong. Because they don't know the future. But God does. You've got a sure thing with God. As a child of God, you have a sure thing if you'll ask Him. Instead of asking everyone else. You may be afraid because you may think, but I don't know how I can hear from God. I've had lots of experience with the subject of hearing from God and deciding whether or not the idea is from God and following God. And I can tell you a few simple things to start out with. God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's uh, Matthew chapter 11, I believe it's verse 30. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. If the plan is from God, I've always found it was pretty easy to do it. It was relatively inexpensive by the standard of the money that I have. When he tells you to do something, the way is there to do it. The means are there to do it. I see ministers all the time doing impossible things that cannot possibly be the will of God. They will contact me from different countries and they'll say, I'm building an orphanage. I'm building an old folks home. I'm building a school. I'm going all over the world to preach the gospel. Send me your money. I don't send anything. That's not the will of God. Every time God has told me to do something, the way to do it has been there and the money has been feasible. I've had the money to do the project. And I'm a minister. I know that they're just doing fundraising things with you, trying to get your money. It's their works and your money. It's not God's works they're doing. It can't possibly be. God never gives you more to do than you can handle, and they have more to do than they can handle. One of them wrote to me and said, I'm going to give Bibles to every person who comes to my meeting. Send me some money to buy the Bibles. Well, that's ridiculous. If God told him to do that, if God told that minister to give a Bible to every person that came to his meeting, he would already have the money. I knew that plan wasn't from God. I don't even answer letters like that. I get emails all the time from ministers wanting me to send them money. There's not one place I can find in the New Testament where any minister asks the person, the congregation, to pay for his works. Well, Back to the subject of prayer. Sometimes your prayer is answered immediately, and sometimes you have to pray many times. It is not a lack of faith to repeat a prayer. It may seem like a lack of faith to pray the same thing a second time, but we have a scripture where Jesus told 
the people not to be afraid to pray multiple times on the same thing. Let me find that scripture. It's in Luke chapter 18. Start at verse 1. And he, Jesus, spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was a city, in a city, a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, says Jesus, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Faith, you have to have faith to believe God will hear you. If you pray, do you believe God will hear you? If you take that passage of scripture that we started this broadcast with, that passage of scripture in 1 John 5, where he says, where the apostle says, if you pray according to the will of God, he hears you. And if he hears you, you know you have that which you ask of God. Keep that before you. If you keep before you James chapter 1 verse 5 until you really believe it, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. It shall be given him. If you ask for wisdom, if you ask God for wisdom, it shall be given you. That wisdom shall be given you. If you keep that scripture in front of your mind constantly and do it, it will, it will happen. You will believe it. If you believe God will hear you when you pray, and you pray according to the will of God, and you're not playing, praying some kind of a rote prayer that some man wrote out, but you're praying from your heart that effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man will avail much. Pour out your heart before God, your heart before God. Ask him what to do. When I was born again in 1975, I really wanted to read the Bible. But I also knew that I needed wisdom from God. I had read some of the things about Solomon and the wisdom God gave Solomon and how important it was 
to seek God's wisdom and how it was God that would have to open my eyes to the scriptures. So I took my Bible and above every chapter in the Bible, I wrote, pray for wisdom. For I knew I needed to see the Bible through God's eyes. Pray for wisdom. I did that as a new Christian. Wisdom comes from God. Understanding comes from God. I can bring a message to you, but that can't give you understanding. One time I did send a message to a young woman, and she called me and said, I don't understand this message. I said, well, I can't give you understanding. I can only give you the message. You will have to turn to God and let him give you the understanding. For understanding is from God. But this is Joan Boney speaking, and I urge you again to go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Click on Podcast, which is on the right-hand side of the page, homepage. It will bring up all the podcasts which I have recorded, Every one of these podcasts have every scripture that I have spoken for that podcast printed out for you. So you can copy these scriptures for yourself and look upon them and think upon them day and night and move in the way of God. For this is the way of God for us, the church. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you.